Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire, and we are so excited to tell you about our very first sponsor, StartPlaying.Games. First of all, I want to say if you want to sponsor any of our shows, please reach out to us at therpgempire.sponsor at gmail.com. Once again, that's therpgempire.sponsor at gmail.com. So now on to the sponsor. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about startplaying.games. It's a website to help you find other people to play games with. But the really cool thing about it is that there are a ton of professional DMs up there and they are super excited to make sure you get an awesome experience every week. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely check out startplaying.games. And on top of that, I'm running three awesome games up there right now that you can check out. One of them is a getting started with Monster of the Week and Powered by the Apocalypse games. The second one is a Monster of the Week game about hunting superheroes who've gone rogue, like The Boys, Powers, or Watchmen. And the third game is a Star Wars Powered by the Apocalypse game 
set after Order 66 and before A New Hope. So if any of those sound interesting, definitely check out the links in the description and don't forget to check out startplaying.games. So with that said, now on to the show. Previously on Dust World. You see that there's something dark at the center of this storm in the center of these mountains. We should probably check this out. Let us continue our training. Maybe we will be strong enough at the end. Okay, but do a better job. I'm going to walk over and I'm going to put a hand on the canister that Clarence is in. And I'm going to try and reach out with my mind to Clarence and see if I can get him. Can we speak face to face? Who is this? God? Yes, it's God. We haven't talked in a while, but you really, really need to let me in right now. (laughs) It's Gage. Can you bring me in, please, for just five minutes? Five minutes? I want a way to get Clarence out without anyone noticing. So, you think if somebody's in there, they probably won't notice Clarence isn't. So you're now holding an unconscious Clarence. 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 Hey. It's starting. Hello, I'm Paul Parnell, the DM of Dust World, an actual play podcast where we play an anime-flavored post-apocalyptic sci-fi western game in the vein of Trigun or Fallout. In this game, we will be creating a story together. Play the intro. Now we follow our heroes, Gage Thane, a dust-casting, sword-wielding monk from the mountains of Black Earth. Clarence Wales, the telepathic child runaway whose mind is strong enough to bring grown men to their knees. Kevin Wolfkin, the sharp-shooting, foul-mouthed, fox-faced hunter from a hidden village of werewolves. And Wedge, the indestructible cyborg brawler. Let's see what becomes of them in Dust World. Gage and Clarence have successfully gotten out of the place where they were. So you go to your it's room. the only place I wouldn't be and, and you set him down on the bed, and you sit and stare at him, and you reminisce. And I want a memory of a good time with the three of you, where you were doing something fun and bonding. All three of us? All three of you. Gage remembers the one time that he tried handing uh, Kevin a peach and said, Here, tomato! Because Gage doesn't know what peaches and tomatoes are necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you're raised in the mountains. You're pretty much nothing but hard meat and stuff. (laughs) I like peaches. I guess I should be happy that he gave me a peach instead of a tomato. Wait, what's a peach? Isn't that a tomato? No. Clarence, Clarence, isn't that a a tomato? Gage, what are we going to do with you? What do you mean? Griff pops up and he goes... Peaches look like furry butts, and then he, he pops down. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, well, that's, that's terrifying. That's tomato. Uh, yeah, you guys are... Uh, All right. You're in the ruins of a city, <laughs> and you found, like, a place where a random peach tree was growing. And uh, whatever reason you're here, it was underground. And so Griff has gone underground ahead of you guys. Gage, do you know what an apple is? Mm. It is the most yes? sweet that... I, I don't believe you. <laughs> what color is an apple? Greenish brown? Then you're eating the wrong apples. <laughs> the correct apple, and I get very excited about this, is the 
most reddest red that ever red. Like you would go into the heart of the sun and not be able to find a red that is as good as the uh, perfect uh, apple. I'm going to interject. There's actually many different types of apples, and there is a brown one, but you don't want to eat it. Shut up. There's only one good apple. Wait, there's brown apples? They're disgusting. Yeah. They don't count. You you hear uh, Griff from underground? Hey guys, hurry up! No! I found more trees down here! <laughs> Wait, more trees? Gage just jumps down in the middle. <laughs> I follow too. Uh, I okay, slow so down. You guys go down uh, <laughs> underneath the street, and it's very surprising because it's like 200 feet, like a 200 foot kind of cavern, mm. and uh, there's big places that have been broken through, and a lot of light is coming through, and then there's just like an orchard. It's just like a random like orchard under here mm. of all kinds of different fruit trees. And as you guys are walking around, you find uh, fresh water, like a big pond of fresh water. And you, you probably haven't seen, like, this much fresh water in one place your whole life. I don't trust this. Gage immediately down to take a drink. Yeah. Right off the bat. And uh, before you do, uh, Griff, like, puts his hands up and he's like, just a second. And he leans over and he smells it. And he's like, Kevin? And Kevin, you smell it? Gage drinks something. Yeah. And they're both like, uh... Gage, uh, Griff gives the go-ahead, and Kevin gives the go-ahead. I don't trust And this. then Gage faints. And then Kevin what? slowly cries with joy. What? Because <laughs> you drank it. <laughs> and then you realize that the whole thing is one big gelatinous cube. And it oozes up. <laughs> so much for Knight's memory, eh? Right? But, like, <laughs> this is the best story I've ever had. That was the best moment of my life when Gage almost died. And uh, and then you see that the the gelatinous cube, like whatever it's made of, is actually like bringing these trees to life. And uh, and then uh, I knew it. I was right again, as I always am. <laughs> Clarence is always right. Nobody listens to him. Griff's like small. Would you shut up. I'm I'm communicating here. And uh, and he walks over to the thing and he reaches in his pocket. And he's like. I think I've heard of these things, and he starts like kind of going through, and then he finds a handful of seeds. And as you guys remember from the very first episode a year ago, uh, seeds are one of the currencies of this world. Yep. And he just takes a handful of seeds and he throws them into this gelatinous like <clears throat> pond. It's basically like the whole clump of waters come out, kind of like that one movie Abyss, where it like kind of moves yeah. around. And uh, when the seeds go inside of it, all of a sudden you see them like kind of floating and spinning around, and then they shoot down like these tentacles. And they get when they get to the end, they start to grow, and you can see <laughs> them start to sprout into trees. She's really? like, "Wow, this is amazing." And Griff walks over and he pulls out uh, like a little jar out of his bag and he puts it next to the thing and he puts a couple of seeds in and then a clump goes into the jar and then he seals it off. He's like, this will be great. And he puts it in his pocket. Now, after a second, you wake up. Okay, I wake up and go, oh. Griff's like, oh, here, let me help. And he punches you in the stomach. <laughs> and then a little like ball <laughs> of water falls out <laughs> and like oozes itself back into the... <laughs> to the Full water. And he's like, don't worry, they're not dangerous as long as you don't eat them. Now, Gage, what did we learn today? I look at Clarence, and then I use dust shift, and I sink him down to the sand about a half a foot, so he's like just a little bit of like his torso sticking <laughs> up in the ground. Okay. I just this, go, this was the incorrect lesson, Gage. <laughs> and I walk over. Griff just falls over. I walk over. Like, you guys are such a riot. I walk over and I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. What does it do? What does what do? This this thing. 
Oh, and uh, I guess it's like full of nutrients and minerals, and so, it it like brings it, it helps seeds grow. So I see the other seeds growing at this point. So mm -hmm. I go, really? So I pull out a seed and I place it directly on Clarence's head. <laughs> okay, the, the big ooze comes over <laughs> like no, no, it's like right on your head. No, no. Is the tree no! growing on Clarence's head? <laughs> no, no, it's it like sucks it in and then it goes down and then it comes out like a tentacle. And I like just kind of look at it. And go, this is fun. Does anyone have any other memory. seeds? Yeah, and then after all this, you guys pull Clarence out. <laughs> and uh, you find uh, a small group well, of squirrels about the size of a puppy, like like a, a, like a Pomeranian or a small dog, like a Chihuahua-sized squirrel, mm -hmm. but they're super cute. As, as you're going through, you collect a bunch of fruit because this is like the first time you've ever seen an orchard. And as you're going through, you see like these large squirrels that are about the size of dogs, but you've never really seen squirrels either. So as far as you know, they're just like tree animals. And so these things are crawling up and down these like pretty pretty large sized trees. Clarence. And Clarence. Yes. Do you think those things are edible? The, don't. They're cute. And you see, cute Griff, doesn't feed me. You look back and you know Griff, what Griff has one fruit. and he's like petting it, and you, it's kind of cooing. So Griff. Uh yeah. Edible. Oh yeah, and he keeps petting it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he, I kind of go look at him like, it's kind of messed up, man. <laughs> He's like, I'd pet you too. You're uh, all terrible. I kind of look at him and I go, it tastes gritty. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> well, okay. I'm scrawny. Let's let's change discussions. Okay, so. Um, Eat more food. Maybe you won't be so scrawny. <laughs> I can't imagine why I won't pick up that advice. I, I go and look for the closest thing. I look at a... Uh, since they said there's different kinds of apples, I'm assuming there's a plum tree in there. Sure. And I come up and I grab a plum and I go, here, look, an apple, and I throw it at Clarence. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, you guys have a lot of fun kind I'm of throwing fruit and, and being very wasteful. And then the squirrels would come and, like, pick up and eat the fruit that you, you've dropped. And then you guys make a camp down here, and it's probably the safest and, like, most light atmosphere you felt in the whole journey, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, right at, but before we, like, go to sleep, it's like, Gage, mm -hmm. it's beautiful down here. Let's stay here forever. And you can hear kind of the sounds of like weird birds in the background. I kind of just look at Clarence and go, you know we can't. This is only a moment. I know. I just want it to last forever. All of a sudden a bunch of dirt flies in your face and Griff's like, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. Shut up, we're having a Wait, moment. Is Griff, where is Griff? Where is Griff? He's, he's nearby. Okay, is he like up No, a actually, tree it was fruit. He's, fruit. he's like up in a tree. Okay. And he like shook the branch so some fruit fell on your head. I go, oh, thanks, you gave me a snack. Now I can stay up longer. Like. <clears throat> he's like, good night, Gage. Yeah, good night, Griff. Good night, Kevin. Good night. Uh, more peaches. Guys. The one joy I had in life until the tree died. <laughs> oh. Well, now you can plant another one. Careful. Are you kidding? I'm selling these dang seeds. <laughs> I kind of lean back, take a bite of whatever fruit just, what fruit just dropped up? Was it a lemon? Please tell me it's a lemon. <laughs> it's a lemon. I go, oh, what's this one? And I don't think about peeling it either because yeah, I'm yeah. just like, sure. <laughs> ah! 
And you just uh, hear Griff going, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, what is this? That's it's a lemon, like, you idiot. <laughs> what, what's that? It tastes horrible. Why would you eat this? It's great. You it's put great it on some fish. Freaking, uh, gr- uh, freaking Kevin walks over, takes the lemon from him, eats it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love me a lemon, too. Yep. Oh, dang it, I ate the seeds. <laughs> Kate kind of just goes, that was nasty. Yeah, fruit come in all kinds of uh, flavors, my friend. So fruit's like people. Yeah. Oh, dear. Some are really sweet and nice, and then most of them are sour and taste bad. <laughs> Guess what Which they all you got are. if you cut them open. <laughs> Wait, people have, oh gosh. You can make a profit. <laughs> Gage kind of chuckles a little bit. <laughs> People yeah. don't have seeds, Gage. People don't have seeds. They I mean, metaphysical seeds, maybe. Gage kind of leans back. Griff, you, you realize I've probably cut up in just as many people as you. I, I realize they don't have seeds. Sternums, yes. Well, that's seeds, good. No. That's good. You didn't know what an apple is, so shut up. I'm not sure I like where the <laughs> conversation I grab a piece of uh, dust and just, like, shoot, like, a little bit of, like, it's like a fist, pretty much. Just, like, to, like, bump him off the ah. tree if I can. <laughs> yeah, he, he grabs, he, like, dodges, and it, it, like, goes up. It hits, it hits a lemon, and the lemon falls into his hand. He breaks it up and then is squeezing the juice in. Oh, that's good. And he squirts some in your eye. <laughs> I throw sand up in his. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh... Yeah, and then you guys all, you know, say goodnight, and you go to sleep, and you have a great rest. Goodnight, man. And now you, uh, cutting back to Kevin. Uh, Kevin has successfully gotten his whole family out. <clears throat> and uh, as he does, um, Alarak walks up, and, uh, and he says, Well, I know you probably won't be too happy, but maybe a little happy. Uh, I found somebody for you. And he uh, motions to a very short, uh, very cute looking fox person who walks up to Kevin. And slaps him across and, the face. Uh, and I guess Kevin's going to do this character's voice, but uh, Toady, his wife, walks up. And what does she say? Hello, um, evil, disgusting man. Oh my god, you're alive! <laughs> And then she turns into a sand egg, and you hear her mumbling throughout the sand, Carry me! <laughs> well, you guys sure do have a strange relationship. Alarak kicks the sand This egg. is all your fault, you old bastard! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. And Alarak kicks the egg like a soccer ball, and it just rolls down the hill. Well, that actually made me feel better. Carry <laughs> <laughs> me! <laughs> uh, okay, so... <laughs> uh, Alarak leans over to you and he's like I, I got the communication from Gage it's time yeah. he, he uh, sent me a, a backdoor entrance to get back into the castle are you ready we have to actually go do that as he like lightning teleports to catch freaking Toadie before she gets to the bottom of the before hill. she goes off a cliff Oh my I swear word. to God, if you don't stop talking. <laughs> you know, you could be nicer to your wife. Anyway, I'm out. And the lightning bolt, like, strikes upwards as he, like, leaves. Uh, I'll see you there. So Kevin and Alarak make their way 
into the castle through a sewer grate. Not the most uh, fun way. But when they get in, they realize that the whole place is full of flipping red earth soldiers. Son, I think somebody done spilled the beans. That's not good. During the last battle, so much electricity and energy surged through uh, Kevin, his fur actually changed to a slate gray. Hmm. Why isn't he special? That's pretty cool. And Alarak, uh, <laughs> afterwards, he goes, Hey, boy, now you're a gray fox like me. Oh, it means I'm going to die soon, right? Or you're awesome. <laughs> no, I think that's a sign of old age. He <laughs> says before he finishes the sentence, teleporting behind many of the people on this side and electrocuting them all. Okay, do it. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Probably, if I were you, I wouldn't go into the water, though. Actually, I could just zap the water and kill everyone in two different directions. That, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Okay, boy, which direction are you going? Well, obviously, the place is with the water because I'm lazy. Okay, so uh, this whole group all took 19 damage. They're still alive, but they're hurting. Alarak's like, I think you're holding back, son. Uh, a little actually, bit. All of them. So all the ones in the water took it. He's like, well, let me give it a go. Yep, he hits and... Okay, he does... Uh, so he wipes out the ones that are left. That makes, uh, makes a good pass for us, I think. Which way did you I go? I think so, too. Which way did you go last time? Uh, I think we went left. So we probably need to go... Wait, no, that's right. Did you, didn't you go this way? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you uh, rush your way back up the way that you came last time, right? Yeah. Clarence is awoken in uh, Gage's room with Gage. And go. Gage is just kind of sitting on the chair, kind of waiting, like looking down. You, you look familiar. You're awake. Oh, thank goodness. I thought they'd fried your brain and that thing you've been in there so long. I remember you. Well, I hope so. And like slowly pink energy like forms into a kind of arm energy of arms. <gasps> yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know that happened to you until not too long ago. Hmm? If I'd been there, I would have oh, stopped it. This. Oh, I don't need that old thing. It's just another piece. Gage, how long has it been? Three months. Well. Hmm. I walk yeah. over. I walk over to him and I put a hand on his shoulder and say, "It's it's good to see you, man. It's been a long time." I missed you. Kevin's... Make it less confusing. Kevin, yes. I remember him. He had fur. Alright, snap out of it. Come on, man. Like, do a magic trick. I don't know. Do something. Magic trick? Why didn't you show him a magic trick? Huh? I remember this. Show him a magic trick? 
That was back when I needed people. I don't need people anymore. I would walk over and just shake him a little bit. Clarence, Clarence, this, come on. It's Gage. Gage. It's your buddy. It's your friend. It's your boy. You remember the wastelands and all the times we had together? So, no. In, (laughs) In one of the corners, you've got Stuart set up. I turned Clarence. Clarence, look, it's it's Stuart. Oh. I managed to I managed to get a piece back together, kind of mostly. That thing. It's a little hard. Took a while. <clears throat> and I just kind of flick the the energy arm a bit, and the armor just kind of gets flung, flung across, across the room, room. and kind of said, "I won't be needing that much anymore." Gage kind of looks at Clarence. I told you. Clarence. I don't need people anymore. And then Clarence hears a voice. Clarence, just let it happen. Just let it happen, Clarence. Gage looks at Clarence. Clarence. Oh, I have. Take it easy. You've just been in there a long time. You see, Gage... It all came back to that last chess game. When all the pieces left the board spare one. I didn't understand what it meant. I was a terrible chess player, Gage. You see, I kept thinking too much about the pieces. How useful they were. How they all had to be positions. And then one day, I was put into check. I don't need things anymore. I have to t- Hello players, it's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire and the keeper of Dust World RPG, as well as I play Lucas in Strangers in the Pines. I'm just here to let you know that we have just released a free one-page RPG called The Christmas Special. It's a game about playing Christmas movies, essentially. So if you love Christmas movies, you love The Grinch, you don't love Christmas, you can blast it. It's kind of up to you and the keeper, whoever's running the game, the DM. So it's really simple. You print it out, you and your friends, and you can create mayhem for Christmas, or you can save it. It's up to you. But we just released it, so if you're interested in getting that, just head on over to our website and click the download link. So that's all for now. I hope you are enjoying the show, and we'll get on with it. So back to the show. Play on. Now back to the show. Clarence, I think you just need to rest. It's clearly, clearly, Gage, Gage kind of at this point reaches his hand out like just, Clarence, you need to rest. You need to be calm. You need to just go to sleep. Gage, Gage, Gage. Didn't you ask me to trust you? And I gave you how long? How long did, you didn't give me a time frame. I asked you to trust me. I couldn't give you one either. I trusted you for three years, if I recall. Clarence, I I had to do what I had to do. There wasn't a decision. Will you give me three years? Will you trust me for three years? Clarence, I already have plans in motion. I don't need trust. I need you to be with me right now. do you now? How about five minutes? 
Clarence. Will you trust me for five minutes? Stand down, Clarence. I'm literally sitting. Gage rolls his eyes. You clearly don't understand the metaphor. You need to stop what you're doing now. Whatever's happened to you, you're clearly suffering a psychological break. We need to calm down. I've never been clearer thinking in my life. You're giving them the bird. No. <laughs> Apparently. No. Okay, so you so, hear uh, this sound on a back panel on one of your walls. I use the dust and just just opens the panel. Okay, Kevin and Alarak climb in. Uh, hey there, little man. What happened to your... Why, why are your arm oh, blowing? this? It's fine. It's all fine. Okay. You see, I'm here to catch the conscience of the king, and when I'm done with that, that'll be it. I kind of well, okay then. I kind of walk over to Kevin, Kevin, backing up slowly, and I turn and I whisper to him, Kevin. Kevin. What? Clarence is in his right mind. Something's happened to him. Do you want to roll spot to see if you hear this, Kevin? I mean, sure. Uh, yeah, Clarence hears every word. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep well, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to keep whispering at like, he's just, something's gone wrong. I don't, I don't He know. seems pretty fine to me, although he does seem to be missing an arm. Yeah, I unfortunately was unable to stop that. Uh, it just... I you can't there. even take care of a kid? Come on. I, at this point, turn on him. Don't you start on me. I hate to interject to a f- wonderful family reunion or whatever you got kind of weird thing going on here, but uh, we did Thank just... You. Somebody already let them know we were on our way because that sewer was full what? of guards. Well, that's what it's happened. Keyword trust people. Was full of guards, uh, but yeah, so they're probably going to find their way this way pretty quick. So whatever kind of plan you got going on, we might want to get it in motion, maybe. All right. So at this point, I kind of go, okay, that is not, that's not going to tip us off. I told you. You, stop. Um, so I turn them, okay, clearly things have gone out of hand, and I go ahead and uh, holster, by the way, what I was holding. Okay. Just as quietly as I can. Um, but I kind of look at them. All right. So clearly we have two objectives here. Take out the king, and we have to stop the cybers technology. I sent... Most of the Red Devils are on my side at this point. I sent them to go and achieve a, uh, an AI, or I think that's what you call it. It's supposed to be something that can... a program that can kill the Psy machine. You could ask uh, Wade to describe it. If you okay. Want. I pull out Wade. Wade, give him the rundown of what this is, because I, I don't know it well enough. You got it, dummy. Uh, oh, I remember that thing. Oh, it hey, smart boy. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, basically, Stark is a super advanced artificial intelligence that can deconstruct uh, programs. And so whatever's running the cybers machine, if we could inject Stark in there, we might be able to slow it down or maybe, uh, maybe cause it some, some damage, maybe... Make it go haywire or something. Who knows? So that's the gist of the plan, uh, Kevin. All right. We've got some help coming in from the outside. 
for when we need to take the king. Uh, so I'm thinking we probably need to, I'd say first kill the side machine, and then go for the king, because it's well, his power source. I disagree. I think you should give me five minutes with the side machine. I'm not giving do, you Do that. you want to roll like a, like a persuasion or a control or something? How, how bad do you want him to let you do this? I draw it back out, by the way. Do you want to just persuade him, or do you yeah, want... Yeah, uh, persuade. Him. Okay, so I got a 27. 27, 27. So, so I've got roll, roll mind. Huh? So it's roll mind. It's going to be uh, 24. Yeah, <laughs> that's so not... You. Just barely, though. You can go with... You can go with Kevin to deal with the king. I'll go to deal with the cyber's technology. Yeah. You hear the sound of uh, footsteps and stuff coming through the ventilation from behind you. Well, uh, I think it's probably not smart for us to split up. Also, we better hurry up and go, because uh, this ain't looking good. Do you got anything we can block this with? I turn around and just go, I do. When, when they find out it's your room, it's probably going to be uh, the end. I kind of look at him and go, well, suppose I don't really need this room that much anymore. This and is I'm gonna the go end, ahead and isn't it? swirl black powder all over the room <laughs> okay and i'm gonna walk out the door and be like come on let's go and i have all my possessions already on me because i've been prepared for this for yep. a while now so i walk out of the room and i'm gonna stand outside the door and wait till i hear everyone come in is Stuart in there yeah Stuart's in there yeah. he didn't want him i'm not bringing him Goodbye, Stuart. Oh, I do, like, put, like, a little piece of armor. It's like, oh, yes. So you've got Stuart's arm over your side arm. And then I say, Don't now I'm Stuart. And also the Mentat. I go, that's weird. And so I wait till all of them walk out. Did you sorry. have anything else? I'm sorry. Oh, I do have one last. Oh, by the way, you keep calling me Clarence. That's a, don't you think that name's a bit childish? You can just call me Wells. Okay, Clarence. And I, t I... You're such a jackass. <laughs> His composure breaks for five seconds and he gets mad again. Like, You're such a jackass. <laughs> I'm so, having a moment. I just, yeah, Gage isn't going to acknowledge a child telling him to change his name. It's just not going to happen. Especially not General Gage. General Gage doesn't give a crap what your opinion is right now. He's had a plan he's been working on for three years. He ain't going to take crap. Yep. So he waits till he hears everyone come inside. All your soldiers? <laughs> you sucky general. Okay. <laughs> they that it's a coup. Yeah, uh spend some of them some of them sweet sweet Wait, what? Free uses. We're we're getting into it. No, I'm gonna say I throw a boon at it. Okay. Are you kidding me? No, I'm just kidding. Wait, so if I have to spend I didn't think I would have to spend stamina on that since we're still not in combat. You could have just blocked it. Just have it shut. Yeah. Shut okay. the entrance and then probably just like kind of sealed up the cracks with like dust or something. Or we can just, just move like a big piece of furniture in the way. I won't hold them for long, but I guess, yeah. I kind of just, with my ox strength, just grab it and just drag the bed, the massive bed in front of there. And then put the dresser on top of that. Sure. And just Everyone like, just watches you do this. And, like, and I kind of go, alright, that might hold for about ten minutes. Well, that sounds good. Why don't we get going then? So you guys uh, go out, you're walking down that same hallway as before, and uh, you meet up with the seven devils. Mm. I mean, well, I guess, yeah, yeah, nine devils, but there's less now. Yeah, I walk, I walk over to them. All right, guys, how'd you do? 
Well, did you guys get what we needed? Am I? You guys are still playing. Oh, we're we still playing them. Yep, you get to play them too. Oh gosh. Oh um, gosh. Well, Matsuo is the one that had the hard drive, so. So Matsuo, did you get it? I look at all them. Did, well, do you have it, darling? You never have to worry about a thing. Where is it, darling? I tap on my back. I kind of look over. You see, like the size spider. Uh, this was its idea. It's the single like nastiest thing I've ever seen. I know, isn't it wonderful? I kind of look at it. Wait, it, so it's mechanical. It's not like a gross thing. Well, it's still nasty. It's clutched onto his back. It looks oh, weird. With a hand. It's like I mean, the it, thing's it's probing some, over him every no, now and then. Like I mean, it looks basically like a really cool metal backpack. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm right. No. And as as, uh, as Barrett walks up, he's like, "Hey, baby, that thing is so weird." Yeah. Gage kind of goes, there. He like walks over and starts like rubbing it, and then Stark's face goes, please step back. <laughs> Thank you. Barrett, oh, control and I, and Gage yourself. immediately looks at, sees, because the face comes up, right? Yeah. Okay, Gage looks, so you must be Stark. Yes. Pleasure to meet you, Gage Thane. General Gage Thane, is it? That title was, that's nah, not my title. I'm just Gage. You hear Wade go, Stark, it's me! It's me, buddy! I pull out Wade. Hey! Stark! You're awfully chipper. Well, they got me an emotional upgrade. <laughs> Apparently I was being too much of a jerk or something. Still are. <laughs> I mean, he's only got the IQ of, like, a pomegranate, so I do what I can. Hey, hey, hey! He doesn't even know what a pomegranate is. <laughs> Well, that's very interesting. I look, I look at Stark. Regardless, Wade here tells me that you can help us with our problem. I got your file, yes. So you I, know what we're dealing with? I do. I find it highly fascinating. Fascinating enough that you will take it out for us? Yes. I'd like to roll perception to see whether or not I feel like there's any deceptiveness in this at all. I mean, it's... It's a, it's a computer program. Yeah. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say one moment, and I'm going to step aside with Wade and ask him, what's the levels of this program betraying us? Uh, you mean the probabilities? Odds. Yeah, the probabilities. Well, the odds that this whole thing will go in our favor are like one in several hundred thousand. So, I mean, somewhere it's going to break down. The question is where, when, and how. That's fair enough. Alright, I turn back to start. Are you mobile with that, uh, machine you have there? Sure, yes. Please get off my back, <laughs> dearest. It, like, hops off and it's like, I like this one, and it crawls over and jumps onto Barrett's back, and he's like, ooh, more tech, I love it. Fantastic. Barrett. And then all of a sudden, the, like, arms and things start to, like, fold, and he's like, okay, this is a little too intimate, man. This is too intimate. <laughs> And, like, it starts, like, converting, and then his arms and things start to, like, upgrade, and he's like, Actually, I kind of like it. And it's all shiny. Stark. Yes. Can you go with uh, Barrett here to the machine and uh, proceed with taking it out for us? So Stark's, like, holographic oh, head no. is now, like, yes. appears right next to, to Barrett's head. Barrett Love is just this guy, you know? Stark. Barrett. Yes. If you can go to the side machine and take that out, that would be much appreciated. Barrett's like, I don't think it's the time, baby. We gotta, we gotta pull plan A first, don't we? I suppose the king is a bigger issue right now. 
man, you really, really want to take a poop on that sideburst. Why I, don't we get rid of the big problem first? I look at I look at uh, Kevin go that the thing is the sideburst is a big problem. Give me five minutes with the king. I didn't That's call you I stupid, need. Kevin. I'm just saying that I've been around this technology for three years. There's a reason I'm concerned by it, and it's not just in passing. Okay. But regardless, we can go to the king first. So you guys have made it to the entrance of the uh, throne room. Now you and the one, two, three, four, five, six, the seven devils of Red Earth walk in, but with Clarence Wells. Uh, oh, I thought Shao coming with us. Yeah, Shao is with you. So Shao's been working with you this whole time. I'm assuming being the general means I'm over the nine. No, they're all generals. Okay, but I walk up next to Shao as we walk in together. And Shao's like in charge of you guys. Okay, I look at Shao and I go, "Are you ready for this?" Well, it didn't work the first time, but hopefully, uh, now that you guys have gotten your ass whipped a bunch, it'll work better. Yeah, I was wondering why I didn't whip yours too. You might have needed it too. Oh, I've been training plenty. I hope so, because uh, you feel like an urge of sigh kind of go around his body for a moment, and it's enough to make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Easy killer. Save it for the party. And I say, aww, that's cute. Don't don't mind him. He's uh, He's been baking in the side machine a little while. So you guys are walking up to the king. Okay. I kind of look at Clarence. I go, Clarence. Five minutes. Yeah, can we do those five minutes where I can get you in the best position to do them instead of just walking in headstrong? I thought that was the one thing you hated about me. I'm trying to do it plain and you won't even accept it. The king and I have an understanding. The king isn't going to understand crap if you don't give us a moment to get you an opportunity to have us. He'll just lash out if we walk in there with it not being at least semi-covert. Okay, you hear a voice in your head. It's too late for covert gauge. Come on in. I go. (sighs) Still thinking in terms of pieces. And I just walk through the door. I'm imagining you've got the seven devils coming with you, right? Yes, everyone's walking in sync right now. Hello, sir. It's been a long time. Clarence, you look different somehow. I can't imagine why. And I wave my <laughs> psychic arm a bit. He's like, ah, you've lost some weight. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that in your next play. <laughs> I will. They've been doing quite well. I, I was quite I surprised. Tetsuo. Yes? You already apparently know why we're here. Yes. Well, you asked me to come in. Can I check to see if this is a bot or not? Sure. Okay, spot check. It's the king. Okay, thanks. But, uh, well, I don't know. Did you, did you want to check with Wade? Yeah, I'd probably just pull. So all of the guards in here are all copy bots. Okay. I immediately put my hand kind of on the holster of the uh, EMP gun. Okay. Is, is the king a copy bot or is he the actual? It's the king. Okay. I kind of look around the room a little bit. Replicas as usual. Disappointing. Well, they are much more powerful than you meat bags, right? Oh, king, you're one of us. 
you notice that the king looks very different than the last time you saw him, which mm -hmm. is probably three months. You've been on a lot of missions. He's been keeping you busy. Okay. Um, you also know that today is the day that the machine will be fully powered, which is why you couldn't wait any longer to get Clarence out. Uh, the king looks a little more gaunt, and you notice that there's a lot more cyber uh, devices. Like, they go all down his arms. Like, like he's got cybernetics kind of, like, in his skin all over the place. It almost looks like it's a disease or something, like, kind of growing into him. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of it, he's wearing, like, his nice kind of military garb. Five minutes, Gage. You might Remember be wondering how I knew that this day would come. Because it's obvious. No, it's because I had a mole. Gage kind of looks... Figured as much. But no. you'll never guess who it was. I told you you used your queen too much. Well, that's it for this episode of Dust World. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to follow us or connect with us, check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. And we hope you have a great